0: Hello and welcome back to the IDC Tech Talk podcast. My name is Miles Dawson, I am your host today and as always it's fantastic to have you here um, as we discuss another trend affecting the tech industry. Today I'm joined by Andrea Siviero who is, in my opinion, has got one of the best jobs at IDC. Um, he's the research manager for our European Customer Insights and Analysis team but particularly he leads the research stream around emerging technology in that team. So Andrea, welcome to the podcast today.
1: Thank you very much, I'm Very happy to be here today and also talk about all the emerging technology space ahead.
0: Brilliant. So, do you think you have the best job at IDC? <laughs> <laughs> let, let, let's discuss that at the end maybe, <laughs> of the podcast. <laughs> well, um, as you said in the introduction, you lead the research stream about emerging technology. So, why don't you explain a little bit to our listeners if we have a clear definition of what this actually includes? Mm, it's not easy,
1: but yeah, we are working on that basically. So, the way we define, at least in NDC, to, to have a concrete definition of emerging technology is basically we say that all those technologies that have not reached an inflation point yet. But how this inflation point is defined? So, basically, we define that in terms of a series of criteria, which are like the first of all the adoption rate, so how many organizations are adopting this kind of technology, then also the level of investment, and also the level of maturity in terms of adoption of this technology. But then also then other criteria we look at are like the type of impact these technologies are having on the business, on the society as well. But also why not the, the number of startups that are working around these topics. Of course, emerging technologies, not all of them are completely new. Some are already emerging in some way. And of course, they, they do not work alone. So to work properly, they need to build up on third platform pillars, such as mobility, big data. Cloud and social; these are the typical IDC uh, third platform pillar. And they are, what we are seeing that these emerging technologies are really accelerating digital European initiatives, both answering end-user business outcome obsession, but also unlocking new scenarios in terms of automation and hyper-personalization, for example.
0: Mm. As, I mean, do you have any examples that you could share with us? So,
1: examples are, are multiple, basically. So, we go from the from the more mature and advanced ones, such as, for example, Internet of Things or artificial intelligence, that nowadays are quite top of the agenda of European organisation, to those that are more at the horizon. Like, for example, I don't take quantum computing, for example, nanotechnologies. Mm. The way we try to represent this technology is... Um, basically we we plot these along three axes on a chart Mm -hmm. and this is what we do in our research and basically these three axes are are done basically on uh, on the key main impact that these technologies are having so we have one axis around business in particular so like technology like edge computing robotics uh, micro micro nanotech electronics and nanotechnology for example we have another axis for the human being impact like take technologies like uh, humanized user interfaces, biometrics, uh, wearable as well, and uh, effective computing, for example. And then finally, we have an axis on the society impact, which are more about talking about advanced material, for example, digital ethics solution. These are just to, to mention a few. And basically, just to, to close uh, on, on this example story, the way you can look at this technology, is you can split into two big cluster. On one side, you have those Core enablers of autonomy, like uh, take AI or Edge, for example, even IoT, they really enable new inputs acquisition and and an endpoint first interaction. And then you have all those accelerator technologies that are all technologies that combine with the core enablers that can accelerate and augment specific digital scenarios, such as 5G, that is drastically reducing time lag and enhancing broadband capabilities. Distributed ledger technology, which enable new ecosystem hyperconnection dynamics, ARVR, for example, for augmenting human experience, and then also quantum for 3D printing and nanotechnology, and they can spend many other examples and many other hours talking about this kind of technology.
0: Absolutely, um, and uh, this is the great thing is that you've actually you've brought the chart with you today. And um, to the listeners, if you want to pull up the notes for the podcast, you could be able to see the chart. We've included a link there, so please click on it and have a look and um, get uh, get your bearings while we talk about this a little bit. Um, there's some great words, great names, great sort of topics on here. Um, I'm going to pick one at random. Um, tell me about swarm computing. What's swarm computing?
1: That's one of the tricky names in that channel. You are a very mysterious name in those charts. So
0: yeah, I, 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 I picked it because I had no idea what it is. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's a good choice. Babe. So the swarm computing refers so the, the swarm word means basically that you have multiple decentralized self working asset. In this case, self computing asset. But basically, they put all their forces together, mm. and so even if you have single entity com- making workload computation that they they are all orchestrated and coordinated Mm -hmm. and they play like a big computing machine putting all their forces together. You have the swarm computing but for example, I'm sure everybody also on the line is familiar with the swarm robotic or swarm drones. Mm -hmm. Basically there are all these little drones coordinating and creating shapes in the sky, for example. We have seen a new Year's Eve mm-hmm. fireworks, for example. So similar to the swarm drones, you also have this swarm computing, which is part of all those emerging technologies, computing-related technology, like quantum edge and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So that's, uh, does, it make, is, yeah, does, it does it make sense? It does, it okay. makes
0: sense, it makes sense. Yeah, and um, I can see so that, you know, and these don't necessarily have to be in the same geographic location, right? They can be all over. Exactly, place and exactly.
1: They need they need to be orchestrated, and connected, basically. And um, so maybe I I can also pick a few, of, uh, maybe a few for for you here. What, what do you think on your experience? That are the the most relevant emergency technologies that you see on the chart that you are you feel close to your day life, but also business life, why not?
0: I've never been asked a question on the podcast before this is a <laughs> you you you've switched it and I like it um <clears throat> for me I think in my in my in my personal life just in my general life I would say smart home is probably the most relevant because you know I have a smart thermostat I have a smart doorbell on my house so you know that that's kind of you know that's the thing that jumps out of me as being relevant to me in terms of my daily conversations kind of with my clients and my job I probably we go with intelligent process automation, AI and robotics, that kind of, you know, the kind of um, augmented human, you know, work and the future of work. I think that's that's very relevant at the moment, and, I, and a lot of my clients so very
1: automation propense, uh, head and life. I Ex- exactly, so
0: exactly, and uh, I'm, I'm I'm quite into futurology and uh, sure. as, as a kind of a personal interest, and so I, I see that as uh, an amazing new kind of horizon in the way that human beings are interacting with technology as time moves forward. So yeah.
1: interesting, interesting. Should I continue with posing you some questions or do you want some of this? No, oh, you, 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 you can keep going. Go ahead. <laughs> no, Go no, ahead. no. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> take take your back.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, let's... Um, let, so, obviously, IDC, we're market analysts at the end of the day. Mm. We could talk about the technology all day, but let's, let's look at the market really quickly, particularly from an industry perspective. Uh, can you tell me what the landscape for emerging technology looks like there?
1: Hmm. That's, a, that's a complex question, basically, because so in a nutshell, when we look at the industry, so the, the adopters of these technologies, we see that actually you have a mix of situations where we see that some of them, basically some emerging technologies, are limited to specific technologies by nature. So, for example, take uh, industrial biotech or advanced material, for example. It's unlikely that you will find opportunity for this emerging technology in sector like insurance or banking, but you never know. So some in particular of the emerging technology in some situations, they start from a specific niche sector, and then they tend to grow and expand to other industries. So take, for example, the blockchain distributed ledger technology. That's a good example. So it started from finance. Yep. And now we see application of that across multiple industries beyond the finance sector. So that's the overall trend that we are seeing. Mm -hmm. And you see that actually when you look at the more, so those already emerged sort of mixed technology, like uh, also AI right now, IoT, they are quite uh, horizontally distributed in terms of adoption across industries. So that's the overall uh, picture. Then if if you're asking me if there is any industry which is more sort of, innovation or emerging technology propensity, let's say, we don't see any industry lagging behind. Basically, that's the, the good news. Mm-hmm. If we really need to mention a few at the edge of the emerging technology adoption, we, we certainly see a strong innovation propensity across telco and media, for example. Retail will sell as well, and also the finance sector. These are, these are sort of, if I need to mention three, emerging technology leading industry, I, I, I would mention these three, probably. Yeah. This is based actually. It's not just my personal opinion, but this is based actually on the on the on our survey that we run every year as part of our vertical research, where we interview three three thousand companies in Europe, and we ask them about how you what emerging trends are for you, and what where are you're putting your bets and also money on. Mm-hmm. And so this is what emerges in terms of the industries.
0: Definitely, and the great thing is we also have um, a set of spending guides that um, build around use cases around this as well, don't we?
1: exactly so that's a very important point because at the end of the story what we are we are seeing that is is good to mention technology and you need to know what technology can do but what we are going to see is that basically all the conversation both with the the IT side of the of the company but also with all the the rest of the C suite is you need to start from the business outcome so basically what you want to do with technology which are the scenarios where you're going to apply these technologies? So, the use cases basically. Mm-hmm. And just after that, you need to pinpoint back the technology that you need behind for enabling these use cases. So, mm-hmm. the use case is certainly a keyword. And yes, as, as part of that in ADC, the way we did that is on parallel, we We built our use cases sort of taxonomy across the multiple with around 600 defined use cases. And then, in parallel, as you mentioned, we have a quantitative part of the story with spending guy estimating which are the leading in terms of dimension use case, but also what are the ones showing the fastest growing opportunity, let's say.
0: Definitely. It's always interesting because you you can look at the data and you can say, okay, um, blockchain is most used in finance, but then that doesn't tell you the whole story. Because then the question is, okay, so what are these institutions actually using blockchain for? The investment is high, but what are they actually using? What is their kind of implementation? And that's where the use cases come in. That's why it's so fascinating. And we do have, um, we we've, as you said, there's about 600, 650-ish um, use cases yeah,
1: basically, yes. Yeah. So the way we, of course, we look at that across industries because mm-hmm. different industries have different use cases focus. Mm-hmm. But overall, our list, which was quite a long uh, mm-hmm. work involving different teams with NEC, both at the worldwide and European level, we have this long taxonomy list across, with around, I think around 50 use cases per industry, more or less, defined. Yeah. And if you put all our more than 20 industries together, you get to 600 and even more.
0: Wow, that's fantastic. So we looked at the industries. How about the vendor landscape? How does that look?
1: That's another important aspect to to consider, of course, when looking at the emerging technology. So probably the easy ways to to touch in a nutshell this point is to distinguish between the emerging vendor on one side mm-hmm. and those more incumbent or traditional, let's say, vendor. So, the emerging uh, vendor in particular here, we are referring mainly to all those startups, digital startups, or or young uh, companies in the sector. Normally, these emerging vendors, when talking about emerging technologies, they are recognized or for being the really the technology guru in one or two specific emerging technologies. So, they are really the specialist of of a few selected emerging technologies. Or, on the other side, we we see many emerging vendors that are recognized to be the specific industry, lead industry driven, industry expertise in in specific industry sector, basically. So these are the the two ways we are seeing at the moment the emerging vendor in this space. But then uh, in parallel, of course, the emerging technology topic is also relevant for the incumbent traditional vendors. In this case, emerging technology mean different things, or it it could mean in some situation, new product opportunities. So we see some of the traditional vendor launching specific um, product line dedicated to some emerging technology or even uh, putting in place dedicated teams. But also in some situation, the emerging vendor, they sort of stay behind this trend and they are really those infrastructure enabler. And they are the one putting in place a solid infrastructure backbone that really enable the development and adoption of these uh, emerging technologies. Other, and maybe it's a mix, they are also, also helping their customer with a sort of advisor role. So they are really going there to say, okay, this is the emerging technology picture. This is where we can help you to build you as an end user of digital user, your own emerging technology, digital roadmap, and we are here to help you and to advise on what is the, the, the right point where to start and what is the different horizon that you can follow to, to finally accomplish your digital target, let's say
0: that's really interesting. The one that always comes to my mind is NVIDIA mm-hmm. because of course they, um, predominantly their business up until the last kind of five or so years has been producing uh, GPUs for competing and, now, of course, they realise that their GPUs are extremely good at parallel processing and can power AI and smart cars, and so that's that's something that that's an example of a use case that's come out um, as a result of their the te- their existing technology. And they realise it has a whole other use case that they're now implementing and kind of uh, and using. And that's I always thought that's a fantastic example.
1: Absolutely, and that's one of the multiple examples we have when we look at these kind of vendor. And this is a, a positive reaction to this sort of emerging technology wave. Mm-hmm. And this is a good example to mention because I think that many other companies are following the same approach. Mm-hmm. And for, we see dedicated teams, as I was saying before, to these emerging technology and dedicated units mm-hmm. across multiple of the quite traditional vendor second platform, originally vendor. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a, that's a trend for sure.
0: So just before this, I was reading uh, some of your research on idc.com, and I saw you talk about the ways that the different emerging technologies have synergy and they work together. Can you tell us a little bit more about that?
1: Uh, that's, uh, yeah, absolutely, with, with pleasure. So basically, you, of course, you can look at this technology individually. So you take, for example, AI, you can understand all the specific uh, definition, features, specific trends and market landscape evolution. And this is one way to look at emerging technology, and this is what... Uh, we are doing IDC with all our dedicated practice. So take the AI one, take the IoT one, blockchain, and so on. We have this dedicated team focusing on one of these. Otherwise, you can also look at these topics with a broader picture. So take the chart that people can can see and and download here, and look at the broader overall picture of all these technologies and how they are correlated each other. How they, uh, what what are the connection existing between these emerging technologies? Because What you have, in some situations, you have some emerging technologies that are enablers of other technology, like take, for example, IoT could be an enabler for edge computing, because IoT provides this endpoint data collection where you can actually have this sort of edge computing. At the same time, there are some emerging technologies, they they work together, so they create synergies. So for example, take ARVR and robots. With ARVR, you can control a robot remotely, basically, and that's an interesting synergy scenarios. But also what we are seeing in our research is basically in some situation, you have some combination of both being enablers, each other, but also good synergy. For example, take IoT and the AI, where there is not really a proper one enabler of the other, but actually it's a very good situation where they are both enabler of each other. So you have this mixed situation. And I think that when looking at, when thinking about these synergies, is the the real challenge for, Uh, for the end user adopter is basically how to orchestrate these different uh, uh, emerging technologies. So basically the company's digital strategies are therefore called to look at the overall picture and potential synergy and first of all, select the emerging technology sort of bets according to their digital roadmap use cases prioritization we we mentioned before. And then the next step is really they need to link them back to the company traditional infrastructure so And also orchestrate them. So basically transforming the IT stack into a digital platform. That's uh, what we we see in our research. And finally, the next step is really scale up Emerging Technology Initiative to steer toward company-wide digital foundation disruptions. That's uh, sort of uh, the big digital orchestration mission right now for CIOs, but not only for
0: CIOs. Mm. That's great, Andrea. So, um, as a final message uh, for our listeners, uh, do you have any? Uh, do you have any advice on uh, the next steps forward?
1: You mean both for for adopters <laughs> and also the technology vendor? Because actually, I, I have some advisors. So, this is sort of if I need to think about a secret recipe for really develop a successful emerging technology roadmap. <laughs> I have some point, maybe I can mention that uh, actually both relevant both for the adopter, but also the vendor at the same time. Mm. For sure, the the first one is surprise, surprise, data, no? Data, it really put data at the center of the story. And and this means putting in place an advanced data strategy, considering both from the data aggregation side, but also to data management and data augmentation. So things about data and security as well, Scalability from day zero. That's uh, probably my first indication. The other one, of course, as we said before, there is the need for a solid uh, infrastructure backbone behind. So you need to develop uh, um, a rock solid and updated infrastructure backbone, which is able to scale up on top when needed and support the different use case, computational need and technical requirement. Then, of course, we mentioned the use case. You, You mentioned that that's a key point. So basically everything starts from the business outcome so that's the starting point. And both vendors, but also CIOs should, this mean really changing the language they speak, both for CIOs internally, but also when they, they, need to, they need to really start conversation around the use case, but also for vendors, because that's where the conversation starts, basically. So you need to be able to speak the use cases language. Mm. Five, if, if I can still another minute of time, the, the other approach is, of course, we always discuss about IT versus line of business in terms of digital investment. Actually, we need to move beyond that kind of versus situation, which is more a sort of uh, coordination and orchestration between the two souls of the company, basically. So this means really creating a mutual influence between the IT and business lead across the full C-suite, but also beyond in order to have technology supporting strategic goal Uh, while keeping all in line, basically. Mm. Uh, Finally, we we mentioned about the stack need, but there is also a staff need. Mm -hmm. Uh, Staff, when I say staff, I mean skills, basically. That's another key point to consider. So there's a skills evolution need. In particular, it doesn't mean only find the the best talents on the market, which is important, of course, but also uh, work on building those, on developing those sort of skill set specialized in technology attack tech that is a glue so take like data analytics skills or DevOps and API these are sort of glue skill mm-hmm. um, sets that basically company needs to develop to have this emerging technology vision and final the final one then we I will stop it is basically the, the ecosystem, because mm-hmm. that's we, we, talk, we hear a lot about the ecosystem, but that's for sure relevant, in particular in this emerging technology space, where we are looking and putting together different scenarios, different use cases, but also technology together. And creating a broad and diverse ecosystem, I mean, both considering all the technology provider, the industry or industry peers for mm-hmm. end user, but also what we call industry influencer And uh, that are all those kind of organization that are in some situation very industry specific that are providing a sort of advisory role in terms of the digital evolution for the sector. So these are some of the sort of the key messages I have for, and I think that they are all relevant in a way or another, if you look them from different perspective, both from our CIOs, but also from our uh, technology providers that are on the line, because I think each of these points are, are relevant for both these kind of, uh, of personas. Well,
0: brilliant. Well, that is fantastic, Andrea. Thank you very much. It's been an ha- absolute pleasure having you here. Uh, but I'm afraid that is all the time we have for today thank you for helping out and uh, please do get in touch um, if you'd like to offer comments or thoughts uh, get in touch with us you can tweet us under IDC Amir or IDC UK Uh, we're on LinkedIn YouTube as well you can find us there and don't forget to subscribe Uh, you can find us on SoundCloud Spotify or wherever you'd like to get your podcasts really we're at RSS feed so we're pretty much everywhere thank you all very much and see you next time thank you bye